Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Abundology Podcast. I am here for the 2023 Astrology Forecast podcast with my personal astrologer and one of my best friends and favorite people on the planet, Deborah Norton. Hi, Deb. How are you? <laughs> Uh, we do this quarterly, but I always look forward to this one because it, we get a glance into what's happening for the year ahead, you know, and right now with all, it feels like changes in the air, you know, right yeah, now. Yeah, a lot of things are going to shift this year for yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. So I can't wait to hear what's going on. So let's just jump right into it. All right, let's do it. All right. So we get to start off the new year with Mercury retrograde. Yay! <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's happening on the 28th. Mercury moves retrograde. Uh, and that is in uh, Capricorn. So it's, you know, it's, there could be some hiccups or delays in any like business plans or anything that has to do with the structural aspects of your life. Um, paperwork, contracts, like check things twice, just the same old, obvious, you know, um, advice for Mercury retrograde. Think really carefully before you say things, especially really emotionally impactful things. Capricorn is known for being kind of a cold bitch. So just be careful, especially over the holidays. Think uh, wires could get crossed, communication. If you're having a big family, I just say, don't, don't talk about the hard stuff this year. Maybe <laughs> I hate to say that because I'm all about the hard stuff, but with Mercury in retrograde, I, and Mars is also in retrograde. I don't know that I would like push the envelope unless you're, unless you're ready to, you know, go I'm ready for to it. go there. Yeah. The problem with Mercury retrograde is you might, it might just end in, you know, no satisfaction because they're probably going to misunderstand you anyway. So maybe just have a nice, simple, traditional family gathering and talk about the things that you all have in common and, you know, the lovely things and save all that other stuff for later in the year when stuff gets more uh, amenable, you know, to to real truthful conversations. So uh, I would just say, like, just, you know, have a good time. Uh, you know, it, it should just be warm fuzzies this year. Nice. Nice. Um, and then Mercury will go direct in January and mid January. So, you know, it's only three weeks, you know, it feels like we just had one and we, you know, we did, but there's, they come on a schedule, <laughs> but, uh, it just, I don't know why this one just snuck up on me. Um, so other than that, at this time, there's, you know, not a whole lot of excitement in, in the astrological world other than um, tomorrow is the solstice. So that's a very special time for a lot of people um, to do whatever feels right for you. Um, and, you know, I, I at this point time of time in the year, you know, things kind of get quiet and we like that. So don't try too hard over the holidays. Just relax, have a good time enjoy the pleasantries of life and don't take anything too seriously. That's good my advice. advice. Yeah. Good advice. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So going into 2023 though, we've got a lot of shifts happening and major planetary energies are moving into new signs. And so that's kind of the dominant um, theme of the year is this, these, you know, 
slow moving planets moving into new signs. So um, right off the bat, we have Saturn moving in from Aquarius to Pisces, and that happens in uh, early March. Um, a Saturn shift is a big deal because Saturn is how we get stuff done. It's our focus and our hard work and our structure uh, and our ability to just like push bullshit away and, and get work done and just really be super productive super focused and it's real it's about the realness of life you know down to the nitty-gritty the dirt under your fingernails Pisces is about everything that isn't uh, the real stuff of life <laughs> so Pisces and Saturn are not cozy um it's not a good fit but it's an important time to allow this process to happen for all of us because it really is a refinement of what we believe in. It's so, you know, if, if you want to, stepping back when we have major ingresses like this, uh, I like to look back, a lot of all astrologers like to look back in history and see like, well, what was happening last time? So I did that. Last time Saturn was in Pisces, we had Waco. Um, and we had, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about things that have like religious connotation because Pisces rules religion and, and, and spirituality, but it, both of them. Um, and then the other interest, really cool thing about last time, um, which is the church of England ordained its first female priests. Hmm. So that was like a, an example of what is possible with Saturn and Pisces that we can bring some what's the word we can make progress in areas that are, that have been nebulous and wishy-washy, you know, and, you know, Piscean, just, you know, a uh, loose, loose structure. Um, so, but on the flip side of that, then the, the Vatican doubled down on only men, you know, but there was a line drawn, which is really interesting. Um, and so, I, from what I've been reading, a lot of people are predicting that religion is just going to really get another huge, well, continually, you know, this might be what it's all been leading up to, which is, which is sort of the crumbling of organized religion. And, you know, I don't know if it's just me or, if, but I don't think it's just me, you know, I'm obsessed with cults. Um, but there's a lot of cult stuff going on. I mean, for you, have you, has it been up? Cause I know I look for it, but it feels like. Yeah. You definitely see more of it in the mainstream. Now the mainstream news where before it was fringy and you might not hear about it now. Well, even shows on Netflix and HBO yes. and yes. you know, yes. Yeah, exactly. I think one of the biggies and a story that I have followed to the core is, is the Nexium cults, the sex cult. You know, what a fascinating story of how, you know, someone with enough power and enough enough uh, money backing them can totally destroy thousands of lives or in this case, probably hundreds of lives um, and yet sent away for 126 years. So that's the kind of thing we want to see. <laughs> yes. So I think that's just been laying the groundwork. I'm really curious. It's going to be, you know, three years. So I'm really curious to see what happens in in world religion, uh, in Christianity, in the especially because 
Pisces has always been thought to rule Christianity and be sort of themed with the fish and Jesus and the fishermen. And that's all very connected. And um, what we want to see is we, we want to see an end of these big mass delusions based on spirituality and religion. We want to see the end of that. Now, hopefully nobody gets offended, but I feel like all of religion is a mass delusion, but, but it also has value. You know, it's not, it, it's, we don't want to necessarily throw the, you know, baby out with the bathwater. We want to re realize that we want to believe in something. We have this innate need to believe in something. Uh, it's however, there's this line that gets crossed when the your belief in something takes away other people's power. And that's what we've seen. Oh, since the, over since and over. Yes. So it it's this dance that's been going on. Now, this this time we're going to see some shakeup there. I mean, and and we don't I don't know. I can't predict which way it's going to go. Um, the stuff from the last time, you know, in the 90s when, you know, this, you know, the women in England got the priesthood or whatever. But the time before that was 1935 to 1938, when Hitler was able to take over wow. with a mass delusion, right? right? But he brought a strong arm of, of authority. That is also Saturn. So it could, it could go either way. Let's hope that we've evolved enough as a collective that this one will not see something like that happen. I mean, Let's hope that we have maybe a turning of the tide now that we have so much science, now that we have so much wisdom, you know, maybe in technology, maybe we can start to push past these uh, belief delusions that are so harmful for the collective because it's taking power away. Yeah. We want to be uplifted and connected and empowered by what we believe in. And that's, you know, that's what I'm hoping to see more of that. And then we might see more, more things crumbling, you know, more, you know, churches that have been uh, operating illegally. And, and by that, I mean, those big multi-million dollar churches, that's illegal. I'm sorry. That's just against the, that's just wrong, you know? And, and we, I mean, it would be incredible. I, I doubt it's going to happen, but it would be nice to see things like Scientology and the Mormon church get their tax exempt status removed because they should, they're just building empires and they're getting richer and richer and richer and destroying lives. Well, so and we keep seeing that in the news too, with these big, huge mega churches, their leaders going to jail you know, being conv convicted of fraud, all of that stuff. None of that yeah. should be happening. Yeah. No, no church leader should be a millionaire. It should just not happen. Like, I don't, I shouldn't even have to say that. That should never happen. If you have that much money coming into your church, you could be freaking curing poverty. The Mormon church could wipe out poverty. It makes me, I'm going to get angry now. I got to <laughs> calm and relaxed, calm and relaxed. <laughs> but it's frustrating. It's yeah. frustrating when you know that, you know, such a man, such as Jesus, perhaps really, that was not the message. It was just not the message to like, it's just sickening to me. So this is my hope for Saturn and Pisces is that, that we're going to see some of that stuff take a hit. And that transition happens in March. Yes, it's uh, let me Mars and uh, Saturn enters Pisces on March seventh. Okay, great. Yeah, 
that also means that people your age. I know it's my Saturn return year. Saturn return year. It's exciting. Are you excited? (laughs) I am excited. (laughs) Yeah. So anyone, uh, do you mind saying what year you were born? 1964. Okay. So anybody born around 1964 is going to be having their Saturn return in the next few years. It's a big, gigantic deal, whether you are, uh, this is the second return. I mean, we may, there may be, there may be people listening who are going to be um, like 28, 29 this year. If that's you, then you are also having a Saturn return. You're having your first Saturn return. So all I can say to people having their first Saturn return is book a reading. Yes, yes. (laughs) It will be a lot easier. And I, I do not promote myself ever, but this one, I would say if you're having a Saturn return this year. It, it cannot hurt you to just have a little bit of understanding of what that looks like, what that means. It's a massively important time in anyone's life. It's really where you get stri- you get your shit straight. You know, you have to look at your life with with real eyes and just see where you are and decide if that's where you want to be. And if it isn't, then you got to make a plan. That and Saturn will help you. Saturn will help you. Yeah. So, and yeah. I don't know that when I hear people with their first Saturn returns, it's life-changing. You Absolutely. know, get, Saturn gets you back on track to what your, yeah. your soul is supposed to be doing. Yes. 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 So where you have major discomfort in your life or anywhere in your life where you know you are not being authentic, that is what's going to get looked at with Saturn. So um, all right. So that's Saturn. Yay. Exciting. And the next biggie, which I'm actually mostly excited about this one because it's, it happens, you know, every two decades is Pluto is finally going to be moving out of Capricorn and into Aquarius now that I'm here for that. I don't know what it's going to look like as we know it moves so slow. So Saturn moved into, um, Capricorn in the, in the, earlier 2000s and Saturn, um, Pluto and Capricorn has basically worked to destroy all structures that are no longer serving. And so you can think about that in your own life. You can think about that on the global scale and see all the things that have changed. It kind of came in with the 2008 crash and all the restructuring that has happened since 2008 you know, the mortgage industry, but by example, everything else that has, you know, including these, including these cults and, you know, any structure that's poison that can't really hold itself up anymore was demolished by Pluto. And that means personally too. And relationship wise, you know, well, and I saw it, it clearly in my life. I owned a mortgage company Absolutely. in 2008 when you they had a crashed. front row seat. My I friend. had a front row seat, exactly. And yeah. now, completely out of that industry and onto something else. Yes. So, yeah. So, what is a, so let's talk about Aquarius. Let's have our little brush up on Aquarius. It's rebellious, it's outside the box, it's the wild card, it's very, very focused on the collective and not on the individual at all. It's all about the group. It's all about we all win when we all work together. It's, you know, the 
the age of Aquarius, we all know it came, you know, from that hippie musical. And that has to do with freedom of expression, freedom of identity, freedom to live your life according to your rules, blazing trails that, you know, nobody has ever blazed before, finding yourself um, in opportunities to really like switch the narrative and to a higher evolved place. Like this is all great stuff. And, 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 Pluto moving into Aquarius is just going to heat all that up. So we're, we ain't seen nothing yet when it comes to rebellion and revolution. And I mean, the last time Pluto was in Aquarius, let me read this to you, 1778 to 1798. Okay. Wow. American constitution, the industrial revolution, the enlightenment, the, the publishing of the vindic vindication of the rights of women by, uh, I'm going to say her name, Mary Wollstonecraft and the French revolution. Oh, you know, no big deal. <laughs> so that, you know, who knows? We'll see. It's exciting. It's very exciting when, when one of those big outer planets shifts to a new sign, it's a major shift for everyone. Pluto tends to define a generation. So again, we're, I mean, it's a, it's a really big deal. I'm, I'm super excited. Um, just to see that, you know, now that we kind of feel like demolished, let's see what we can rebuild together. Yeah. We're, now we're officially transi transitioning into the rebuilding phase. That's and I clearly Pluto's so slow and this will be feeling this for a while, but when is, when does that happen in the year? The official, oh, the official, Pluto. what's called ingress of ingress. Pluto from from Capricorn into Aquarius is on the 23rd of March. Wow. So we have yeah. two big things happening in March. March 7th, then. Saturn into Pisces, March 23rd, Pluto into Aquarius. Wow. Big. And that's kind of the biggest stuff of the year, to be honest. There's other stuff, but this is the big stuff of the year. The other thing I want to have to mention, which is, this is really exciting. And my new chart that I built has now allowed, I built a brand new chart for this stuff and I'm loving it. I've, I'm able to really find places where there's no retrogrades. Okay. So we're always looking at retrogrades, but I was like, well, what happens when there aren't any, are there ever none out of all 10 planets? You know, I include Eris. Um, so we have from, let's see, I have the dates, January 23rd to April 21st. Zero retrogrades get out of town that is a shit long time you know <laughs> that's a long time to have nothing going backwards and so, inter interesting deb that we start the year with mercury and mars retrograde and then yes. when those end it seems like it might be like full steam ahead yeah and uranus so uranus is also retrograde and uranus is the one that breaks it on January 22nd, Uranus goes direct. And then we have that special block of time that I've like outlined in gold <laughs> on my chart because I'm like, get, get it all done. Get it all done. Like, just go for it. Um, the other really um, big shift after that is that Jupiter is moving into Taurus. So that's another big shift of a major planet, we, you know, Saturn and Jupiter change every, well, Jupiter changes every year. So it's not as monumental as, as Pluto, but it's still a, a big deal because 
Jupiter is our Santa Claus, right? Mm-hmm. So Jupiter in Taurus. Now we've gone back and forth with Jupiter into Aries and Taurus and Aries, you know, we've been doing the dance, but we're going to be solid in Taurus and it's going to be um, all about manifestation in the physical plane of all the hard work you've been putting into things. It's like, finally, here's the payout. Uh, you know, so all your, the, all your hard work that from this last year, you're, you're going to finally get, start to see the rewards from that. Um, it's going to be lovely because it's going to be in spring and, you know, the flowers will be blooming because, you know, Taurus rules the earth, you know, and all, and, you know, the ground beneath us and the waters and the streams and the birds and the bees and all the lovely things. So Jupiter's going to enter Taurus. I think we're going to have a lovely spring. That's my prediction. And that's great because after the summer, we fall into the flip side of all of the time with no retrogrades. And we have eight planets in retrograde. Oh, my goodness. So the second <laughs> half of the year then. Yeah. Starting in August. Uh, from uh, It looks like it's from August, end of August to the middle of September. So it's not super long, but there will be eight retrogrades. Same thing happened this year. So this is not new. This isn't anything to freak out about, but I don't know if anybody feels like this whole site, you know, from fall forward, you've been kind of stuck in the glue. Of yeah. Life. Yeah. Like nothing's moving forward. Things are stagnant. Maybe things are boring. Maybe, you know, it's like you're rehashing, rehashing, re, 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 you know? <laughs> yeah. I had so many clients, you know, in the readings that like, when am I moving forward? When is this happening? You know, because I think we all feel like that right now. Yeah. yeah. So this year, you know, we're going to have that break. And that, that's like, get it done in the, in the earlier spring. And then in the early, late summer, early fall, we're going to need to rest again. I mean, it's the ebb and flow, right? You know, yeah. you got to you have the balance. So, you know, I'm excited. Uh, to see now that I'm very have my eye on that time when there's no retrogrades because I've never done that before. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty excited to see what gets accomplished. <laughs> Finally, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So then the other step, big step. Let me get back to my list. Um, okay. Finally, there's the Aries uh, Libra nodal shift. So the nodes are officially shifting. Um, and we also, and because of that, we also have four eclipses in different signs. So it's a transitional year where the eclipses are shifting signs along with the nodes because they're connected. And so we have a solar eclipse in Aries, a lunar eclipse in Scorpio, a solar eclipse in Libra, and a lunar eclipse in Taurus. So that usually we have them all in the same signs, except for these years. Um, and so that's a lot of different energy mixing it up. Uh, usually with eclipses, they one kind of echoes the other. You know, there's some t- things that tie it together. A year like this, they're not really tied together at all. So it might just be, you know, we see, tend to see with eclipses kind of sometimes wild shit just kind of happens. Life gets really busy. You're kind of like managing all the balls in the air and things get kind of hectic. 
Um, with Aries and Scorpio, it's going to be a little bit, and that's happening in April and May, late April, early May are those two eclipses. Um, if you are writing this down, April 20th is the solar, uh, May 5th is the lunar, the t and if you know the time between them is the most important. So it's kind of like a little window opens, a window of uh, magic that you can utilize however you want. You can, you know, use that time to, you know, put put real um, energy out there in, in the to the collective to like manifest things. Um, with Aries and Scorpio, both ruled by Mars, it's a little bit more charged, a little bit more heated, a little bit, well, a lot of bit dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> Um, with Scorpio, it's deep hidden stuff. Um, with Aries, it's like what's holding you back from just going and getting what you want. With Libra and Taurus, it's a much different energy. Libra is more about cooperation and getting uh, to the balance point in life. And Taurus is all about being stable and settled and like digging your toes into the earth and just feeling the roots beneath you. So really different energy for the eclipses this year. Um, yeah. So let's see. That's, that's the big stuff. Well, that's um, a lot of big stuff. It, it is. Um, it, uh, what, if any, we have time. So what kind of jumps out at you for this next year and what you're looking forward to? Well, I have to say that time with no retrogrades, especially when I think all of us have this pent up, we want to get going feeling. Yeah. And then to have that long time, oh my goodness, what, three months almost? Almost. Yeah. Yes. The, where with none of them where we can make such huge yeah. progress. Three months. You're right. Yes. It's three whole months. Like, yes. Amazing. Yeah. that and And during that time is when Saturn and Pluto shift. Yeah. Too. So that's going to be neat. And then also I might point out Mars has been in retrograde for a long time since um, October, I think, or maybe even sooner. And Mars, in, Mars in retrograde is really the sluggish feeling that we all okay. have. Um, and because Mars is your get it done engine, your go, 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 your, your engine, like you start up your car. I mean, that's Mars to propel you forward. With Mars retrograde, that just doesn't happen. You don't feel like you're gaining any ground. Like, for example, I went on a vacation this summer. I came back. Mars was retrograde. I was told by my uh, contractors that, oh, two brand new projects going to be waiting for you when you get back. Neither one has started. <laughs> that god dang Mars. Huh? They haven't even started. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I mean, so I don't expect it to happen until what, January 18th, maybe is when they're yes. <laughs> when Mars goes direct. Oh, sorry, January 12th. Mars goes direct. Well, and it's also nice to know, you know, you know, I say this to you every time. It's nice to know this stuff. So then you don't beat up on yourself. There's something wrong with me. I'm not pushing forward. I'm not working hard enough. When it's just fucking Mars. I did it anyway. And I yeah. should know <laughs> and you should know better. That's I funny. have Mars retrograde in my natal chart. <laughs> so, you know, it's like something that I I can be okay with. But yeah, I'm done. I'm yeah. done with this. Like I want new fresh projects on my plate. I want 
new exciting challenges like i you know for months and months just this it's been the same old projects the same old stuff fixing this fixing that like boring 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 yeah and so i'm just super excited uh to get moving forward and i mars is not retrograding as part of the eight this year so that's a major difference that's actually a major difference yeah um, because that's, I, that's what we're really 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 feeling is the mars okay stuff. good to know i also have to say i may be the only one but i'm looking forward to the eight planets retrograde because i love that time of the year oh, i love late august you know in september and in my mind i'm like oh my gosh maybe i'm going to schedule this time off and yeah. just relax. Great idea. And, yeah. yeah. And the the retrogrades during that time um, are the usual suspects. Mercury is part of it. Um, then we've got the outers, you know, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Chiron, Neptune, Pluto, Eris, all retrograde. Wow. But, um, but we're used to the older planets going back and forth. You know, not the older, but the further away planets going back and forth. Yeah. Um, but it's the fast moving planets that kind of catch us, which is Mars, Venus and Mercury. And this time we'll have the Venus retrograde instead of the, we, this year we had the Mars. Next year we'll have the Venus. Um, and so Venus retrograde isn't like Mars in that it doesn't involve action. It involves values, your value systems and your relationships where those values get tested. And so when Venus is moving backwards, then we sometimes can go through that. Now, your natal Venus is retrograde, if you remember. So this is something that you will be more familiar with. Um, and Venus retrograde is a fantastic time just to work on your relationship with yourself. You know, and that I believe, Renee, that's why you have such a strong relationship with yourself. Oh, you know what? I think you're right, Deb. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. what I always felt like. I feel like, you know, when I met you and when we started working together and I started to learn about the way you live life and the way you think, um, my self, I've told you this before, but my self-esteem just went up so fast because suddenly you made it possible. You gave me permission just to be like a little full of myself, so to speak. You know what yes, I mean? Yes. Like, I'm hot shit. I got <laughs> it going on. You know, just all the little success. We would be like, we're awesome. You know, when, we were, <laughs> you know, when something went great would happen for us. And just that your relationship with yourself is healthy and strong and loving and nurturing. It's lovely. It's in cancer. You have Venus in cancer. It's perfect. Thank you, know, you. you turn all that loving, nurturing, ener motherly energy into yourself. It's beautiful. It's something we all need to learn from. It changed my life. This is how. Oh how man, it did because that's so nice to think that I was pretty okay, not just okay, fabulous to be fabulous. Right, right. That's the word. I already thought I was okay, but now you know, and my whole life shifted after that. My success just quadrupled in all areas of my life. And so that's how important that time can be. You benefit from that natal retrograde. And, uh, but no, you know, it's not super common. So the, a lot of people out there are like me and really need to be reminded that you're fabulous. Exactly. And you need to be your own mother sometimes. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like that's, that's important, especially for those people out there who did not get that from their mother. Right. You know, then you, then you really need this <laughs> your own mom, mom. So 
Well, thank you, Venus Retrograde and Cancer. I will take it. Yes. The other thing I'm excited about this year before we get off is yes. um, Saturn moving into Pisces. Yes. Because we're talking about religion and that, but also spirituality. You know, it's my Absolutely. business here. So I'm excited for that shift. Yes. What's really important for anyone that builds, has a business around spirituality and beliefs of any kind, including me, um, is that we have, you know, what we want to be is telling the truth to people. You know, that's what's, that's what Saturn is going to remind us of, you know, we, people need to hear the truth. Not, not that any of you are not doing that, but it's just time to think about that. You know, you can get into, uh, you can fall into patterns and just, you know, by happenstance, time goes by. And before you know it, you're like, oh, do I even believe this? Or am I just saying this because I've always said it? This is the time. That's what this is about, is to say, do you still really, really believe that? You know, for me, which is so weird, my story, Renee, because I look back, what was I doing 93 to 96? I joined the Mormon church. Oh, my goodness. Like I went, but what's so that sounds backwards and it is, but what, who I was at the time, it was radical for me. Yeah. And I could get into that. It's a long story, but for me, I was told certain things about that religion in particular, that there was a goddess for me, that was writing my spiritual ship. Because I've been raised Christian and had no goddess, no women of any importance other than, you know, the virgin mother who, now, you know, the all that purity shit, you know, I was totally force fed all that as many of us were. And then for me, I in college read a book called The Chalice and the Blade. This would be a great book for anyone to read this year. It's an amazing book about the goddess culture that existed before the patriarchy. Mm. And how the patriarchy took the the symbols at, from the goddess culture and and co-opted them, right? So for me, I read that book, so I was getting on my feminist high horse, but I was still I was still shackled to Jesus, you know, in that sense that, and I say that many many people have lovely personal relationships with Jesus. That is not a criticism. For me, it was forced on me. And it was forced into me through fear. If you don't do this, you burn forever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was forced into my belief system through fear and caused what they call now um, religious trauma syndrome. This is a new phrase. It's important, especially right now with Saturn in Pisces. It's all about this. It's about unwrapping your religious trauma. This is what it's for. And so for me, that time, oh, a goddess and Jesus? Sure, I'll look the other way over all the other problematic shit about this religion, but I'll go for a goddess and Jesus because then I can have both. So for me, even though it's bizarre, for me, that was my last Saturn and Pisces truth moment. Well, I'm so curious then to see what this one is going to bring, you know? (laughs) I left that religion in my Saturn return though. Here we go. Saturn return. It always gets you back on track. Yeah. No, it's all tied up neatly in bows, you know, it, it, but that was my journey. Uh, And then as that time progressed between 
Saturn and Pisces and my personal Saturn return, all of this, all of that started to fall away and fall away and fall away. So that by the time my Saturn return hit and gay marriage became an issue with the Mormon church, I was peace out. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how it all works, you know? So for you, for anyone listening, unpack your religious stuff. And like your spiritual stuff. I mean, there's a stuff is yes. Yeah. So there, there's a lot, let's be real here since, since it's that time we need to give you real up. There's a lot of stuff that we are sold that it's time to question. Is this true for me? Does this oh, work yeah. for me? Yes. You sp- know? Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned spirituality because I was going to be sensitive because I know we have a lot of people listening who are, who are, in, who are very spiritual may or may not identify with new age spirituality. And um, there's a lot of problematic shit there, folks. Yeah, there is. And and we, we need to be the ones to call it out and bring it to light yeah. and heal it and let the planets do their job. And the best know? way to know whether it's true or not is if it's true, it's not going to take anything away from anyone else. Mm, I like That's that. So cool. And I even know. like to get on, you know, the, 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 cause I stay in touch, you know, with all the woo woo stuff. I know you do. And there's a lot of stuff that's out there in the collective that has led to real problematic delusions, such as the vaccine does is, you know, yes, this, yes, this or that make you magnetic. There is even a belief system that I used to really enjoy, which comes from the Dolores Cannon quantum hypnosis, um, stuff that I've read her books. She was amazing. She had great, cool ideas, but they weren't necessarily literal. So people are out there believing that the two, that the earth is turning into two earths and that those people who are vaccinated get to go to the new, who are unvaccinated get to go to the new earth. Dolores never said that. (laughs) Yes. I read that book. She didn't say that. (laughs) Yes. There's so many things right now. Yeah. Yeah, And it's irritating. So that's the kind of shit that is we're coming for here. Like yep. spirituality is so, so important. It just, it can't be defined by any kind of set code of, I don't know. It's just, it has to be yours. So one of it, the things that I have noticed here in readings, you know, um, and it's from the spirit guides, this doesn't come from me. This is not my belief is that there is happening very, we are like on the pre- precipice of this huge spiritual awakening. So, and so that, that is what I think a lot of this Saturn and Pisces is going to help bring to the forefront. And the Pluto moving. And the Pluto too. The thing about Capricorn is that it's tradition. It's the old order. It's what's always worked will work forever. Pluto came through and said, no, it won't. (laughs) It no longer works. Now we're sitting in a heap of chaos. Nothing's working. You know, we're headed into a recession. Inflation is terrifying. It's all this stuff, but it needed to happen because now Pluto and Aquarius is fresh. It's yeah, new fresh. ideas. It's brand new ideas. Brand I new. Love it. Like think, think of the enlightenment the last time the industrial revolution, you know, we're now, we're now have to clean up the mess from the industrial revolution though, using thoughts and ideas from our own new enlightenment. So it's the, it's like 
the completion point. Like we had their industrial revolution, super important, progressed us, moved us forward amazingly. We now have things we never would have had, but we have climate change. Right. Right. So the cost <laughs> of all of that industry is yep. now putting the, the planet in peril. And now we need to fix that. And Pluto yes. in Aquarius is going to help with that. And I really do think we will. I do think we're going to have a lot of more natural disasters that we have to cope with. Uh, that's not anywhere near ending. But I do think that it's we're going to start creating and inventing the right technology and the right uh, infrastructure to change and support the Earth and so that we can have all of it. Uh, and if if that is going to happen, because, of course, you know me, I'm an optimist and know that's going to happen. Yeah. But if it's going to happen, it's with these planets the way that they are right now. Absolutely. Yeah, so this it's is, perfect. This is ushering in this new. I mean, I really feel like the age of Aquarius is still dawning. But this is because because uh, Saturn just went through Aquarius. You know, you know, we had the big Saturn Pluto meet up in Pluto in a Capricorn that, you know, that brought in COVID. And now, and then brought down the U.S., brought us down, you know, and did all the other crazy things in the world with governments. And now we have, and now Saturn's been through Aquarius, and now Pluto is starting that. So it's all happening. It's all happening. Keep believing in the things that give you power, but not power over others. That's the shift. That's perfect. What a perfect place to end. Um, yes, I love it. I love it. And I have to say, I'm really excited about this year. You know, I I always (laughs) am. I'm always excited to see, you know, what comes through from all of this. You know, I'm as skeptical as anyone about all of this. And so I'm always just sort of testing it out and seeing (laughs) how does it play out? You know, how is, what does this look like energy wise? You know, is it, you know, never, and I'm never not surprised, you know, the the pandemic thing was like, wow, that's, Right on the money. Never thought of that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Deborah has been my personal astrologer now, I think close to almost a decade coming up on that. I know I cannot recommend her highly enough. You can work with her and um, her website is DebraNorton.com and I'll put a link in the show notes. Another cool thing, and this is the third year I think that we've done it is we do a package. So you get an hour um, astrology reading with you, Deb, and then an hour spirit guide channeling session with me, both of those for just $200. So, I mean, that's a killer deal. And they're and already I, selling like crazy. They're selling like hotcakes, <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, and I like it though, because it's the beginning of the year and it's like gives a fresh start. Like, where am I going this year? What do I have to expect this year? So, yeah, so just so so you guys know what that looks like for me is we'll just look at your chart and we'll see what's this year. How does that play out against your, your natal chart? If you never had a natal reading before, we'll do that. Um, and if you have, then we'll just be able to deepen that story further for you and also place it against the landscape of 2023. And I... I just the messenger. I just pass on the guides what the infant that they want you to have, Amazing. which honestly, this time of year and with the spiritual shifts that are coming up and um, us moving forward, there's a lot of great info. So anyway, I'll put a link to purchase that in the show notes too. As always, Deb, thank you so, so much. And uh, we'll talk to you again um, for the first quarter. 
And it will be in the middle of that retrograde less time. Oh, my goodness. That's perfect. We'll get to visit that. That'll be fun. Yeah, it'll be fun. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening.